Hello and welcome to ClenderCast. This week, I'm talking with student athletes here at Eastern Green High School about sports programs. I'm here with Lydia Coons, Caleb Hamilton, and J.W. Howard. So, what all sports activities do you guys do around the school? Uh, I mean, basketball and baseball. So, like, yeah, like, uh, this past week we've been going to basketball, even after football. So we can uh, get practices in and ready for the, ready the, for the season, season coming up, yeah. Yeah. You know, kind of like Jib said, we play football, obviously. And, you know, we've been going to basketball after football right now because, you know, we're going so far in the tournament and basketball's already started. And then, you know, we'll have baseball coming up after ba- basketball. And, yeah. So. Never ends. Yeah, I know. Busy. 24-7. Busy man. For cheer, we've just been trying to get ready for basketball season with all the girls' games starting, and we're going back and forth between cheering for football and then adding more girls in for girls' games and basketball season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Question of that: Do you uh, you have different cheerleaders that join the basketball team during mm-hmm. basketball seasons? Am I correct? Yeah, we have Lillian. No, we have Marissa and Lindley, and so that's been a little different. We've had to figure out different stunts. Mm-hmm. And try to teach all the girls the different sidelines. We have dances to do for the band. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And what one in particular do you do on the team? Are you uh, do you get lifted or do you tumble or what? Oh yeah, I basically just get lifted and things. I've based a few times though. Okay, so uh, the big question I'm trying to ask here is like, just why? Like why play sports? You know, I mean, is it how much of it is just fun and how much of it is something more? You, you know, yeah, ever since we were little kids, you know, we've always had like our friends and our parents always out there with us and drive us to play sports. And I feel like there's a bunch of factors that come into playing sports from, you know, sports always keep you out of trouble and keep your grades up for one. Just being with your teammates and your brothers as, you know, as a family, we like to call it getting so close with them. And then just like the competitive nature Mm. And yourself, you know, if you want to play sports and be successful, you have to have that competitive edge. Got that drive. Every time you do anything and always be determined to be more successful. And I think that you take that into real life and you can be successful. I mean, for me, I just like, I just hate to be bored. Yeah. I'd rather be busy all the time and never be home at all. So, like, I mean, after practice, if I go, like, whoever's house and hang out and do whatever, just, I don't know, as long as I'm out doing what I like to do and having fun or whatever, I just don't like to sit and do nothing and just be, like, whatever they want like oh i could have done this or i could have done that like i'd rather go out and do stuff and wherever like people want to hang out or whatever they want to do i want to do mm-hmm. yeah I, I, could, I could definitely second that you know always hanging out with gw and uh, all of our friends even hang out with lydia you know it's it's just about having fun while we're still in high school and then you know yeah. one day we're gonna have to grow up and put our big boy pants on <laughs> yeah yeah and so you, you get that real bond of like friendship from yeah from you know your comrades i guess or your friends um who are also in in the programs yeah Yeah. being able to cheer for the boys is definitely brought everyone closer to you Uh how do you see the whole like like this side of things like the sports side of things developing in your futures like i mean we're all seniors here where's this going to go in college or beyond that uh well for me i want to like i hopefully i get to go play football at rose holman so they're they're pretty known for their uh their engineering and stuff and they're pretty good school so really for me it's like being in football is going to keep me grounded and just keep me like more responsible and like uh, make me proactive and keeping my grades up and stuff and making sure I get my education first. Mm-hmm. And then again, it's like having that camaraderie or whatever, like for my new teammates, like when I go there, I'm going to have like new friendships and stuff like that. But it's a lot easier to make friends when you're in a sport like that and you all have like that competitive nature. Sure. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, you know, I want to play uh, football in college. Obviously I want to, 
right now I'm looking at, you know, some Division One schools I want to go to play football for. You know, I'm thinking ISU is a possible option for me or even other schools kind of similar to that. And, you know, just the, you know, the nature of always playing sports even when I was young. You know, I just thinking life without sports right now is kind of hard for me, yeah. you know. Especially as a senior, you know, everybody goes through it. You see people all the time after their last game, they're always crying. And just kind of it kind of pours out of people how much they care about the game. Mm-hmm. And so I think having this opportunity to play at the next level is definitely a, an amazing thing. And I hope to, you know, keep going with it. Are sports driving that decision-making as far as college goes in any way? Like, uh, are you going – I mean, obviously make your own choice based on what college you want to go to. But, you know, say if a college offered you – you know scholarship money or anything like that to come play for them would that drive your decision you know uh yeah you know first thing first you obviously want to you know figure out what you want to do is how i kind of look at it you know Dub, you know he wants to be like an engineer so you know the schools he looked at was like rolls Holman was up there like trying schools like that are obviously going to be up there he's going to be looking through and then like for me like you know i'm kind of thinking something like business so like an iu and isu a purdue even colleges like that you know something i want to look at and, you know, after that, then, it, you know, education first, like Jeep said. And then now you're kind of looking at, you know, what program would I fit into with sports if I want to do this? Yeah. And, you know, I, I feel like right now ISU is a very good option for me just for, like, they've been so welcoming, the coaches and everything. And so, you know, we'll see from there. Yeah. Lydia, do you have anything to add to that? I don't know. I mean, st- you know, stuff you want to bring into your future, are sports going to play a part there? Or is cheerleading? I would just say cheerleading has definitely made me more involved in sports and being able to cheer on the boys every single week has brought me more involved in school and representing school spirit and everything. So I think it's been able to teach me to be really involved. Yeah, yeah, right. And do you think you'll cheer at college? I'm not sure Wherever yet. Wherever you go? Maybe. Cool. And so what what are some of the, the main the main benefits that you get out of out of being an athlete and out of being involved in these programs? Like what what what's the number one thing you say? Well, I feel like some of the obvious things are more like just like staying in shape because I feel like a lot of times maybe some high school kids that aren't in sports uh, just kind of, I don't know, they go home, do their homework and don't really, aren't really motivated to do that much. And they like, they don't have like a coach or like their teammates to motivate them to go out, not necessarily exercise, but just to do whatever, like go out, hang out with friends or whatever. Some kids are, aren't just motivated to do any of that. But like when you're a part of a team and stuff like that and everybody's wanting to do something and like say you're in the weight room or whatever and everybody's pushing each other to be better, it's like everybody's getting better because we're motivating each other and because we're so competitive. It's like, I don't know, it's just more like a team effort. Sure. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I feel just the main thing with sports is like uh, I've made so many friends. You know, even the coaches are kind of like parents to all of us, I feel like. And, you know. It's a network of people that you can, like, rely on. Right? That's so true. And then you can, oh, like, these people, the coaches even tell us, for the rest of your life, if you ever need anything, you can always come to us and you talk to us. So I feel like I made a family through sports. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I would agree with Caleb. For cheer, we spend a lot of time together. And a lot of times with a whole bunch of girls, you would think that it's a lot of drama. But we've gotten really close. And I know that they would always be there for me if I need them. And Coach Angie is the same way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what would you say about the character side of it, about building like a competitive spirit and stuff like that? Because... What a lot, I mean, what a lot of people, you know, look at is in the bi- in the big world, you know, like like talent can only bring you so far, and then like hard work and dedication and competitive spirit is what brings it the rest of the way in whatever you want to do, not just sports. And do you think that helps with uh, 
you know, being in a program like football or basketball or cheer. Yeah, I, I hear from my parents all the time about how sports be, like builds character and how, you know, sports brings the best out of you, but at the same time brings the worst out of you, and it's how you can control that and how, what you can make of it, you know. Uh, you know, some things aren't always going to go your way, and it's just how you come back from that and how you keep, you know, motivating to get better. And I feel like that goes for everything in life, you know, at your job, you mess up. You know, you always come back the next day and you're going to work harder to accomplish these goals. And I feel like that's what sports do to you. They bring out the best in you. Mm-hmm. Do you have any examples, like like specific? You know, you know, in practice, like, you know, you're doing a drill and you get beat. And, you you know, you can you can feel the taste of, you know, like you can, you're getting kind of mad, you know, because you're like, I don't want to get beat. I don't get beat. And then the next time you come back even harder, even stronger. Like, for example, like you're in the game and we try to run a play inside the goal line and we don't get it the first try the next time we're coming back we're coming even harder and we're going to try to push in for a touchdown yeah, it seems like it pays off you know I definitely, mean, definitely. looking at where the team is right now i mean we talked about the the benefits of sports and stuff but are there any drawbacks to it is there is there a downside to being involved in these programs um i feel like some obvious things kind of like i mean it just takes up a lot of your time like i said i like to be busy but then again it doesn't really leave you all that much time to like say, like I don't know, one day you get homework from every single one of your classes, and they're all due tomorrow, and you're so like just stressed out. And you have all the stuff to do, but then you have to go to practice, and you're not getting home late. And then like Thursdays, we have team dinner, and so we won't get home till even later than normal on Thursdays because we have to stay for that too. So it doesn't really leave you much time for schoolwork, like and let alone hang out with like your friends outside of that. So yeah, you gotta really like work. It's, it's part. Yeah. Of, it's part of that work hard mentality. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, yeah, you just have to try to find time and to be successful. Uh, in the classroom as well mm-hmm. yeah kind of kind of same thing it's like you know assume some of your time but you know you have, to, you have to put in time to to be successful in things and you know sometimes you always get home really late and you have to do your homework and you, know, you just gotta get over things like that you know sometimes you want to go hang out with friends but you know you have sports on the weekend dedication yeah, yeah that's the thing so you just have to put your priorities is there anything else i mean there's some controversy right now in the news especially like about that high school sports takes on your body you know i mean there's the whole like concussion thing cte uh is there anything is there any real downside to that that yeah. you guys have seen yeah you know you know uh you know I, f- I feel like in every sport there's always that one thing you know in baseballs they always talk about how your arm always gets hurt and then in basketball you're you know, your knees, your ankles, all those things are factors. And then in football, you know, they're, they're trying to make it safer, you know, every year, every day, trying to work towards that goal of trying to make it as safe as possible. You know, they come up with new rules in the NFL based off the fact, like, on kickoffs and kick returns, how normally that's where a lot of people get hurt. And they've been like, establishing rules to make it where there's less kickoff and kicker returns, so, you know, less people are getting hurt. And I feel it's just, uh, you know, learning from your coaches and having them teach you the proper, uh, you know, form tackling, uh, proper way to, like, uh, you know, and attack a defender or you beating the defender. And I, I feel like a lot of that becomes – but even though sometimes you can't help it, it's just going to happen. You know, you're going to go in for a hit and you're just going to hit awkwardly <laughs> and you're going to get hurt. But, you know, I, f- I feel like that's part of the game and I feel like you're just going to have to keep bouncing back even though you, if you do get hurt. Mm-hmm. Have any of you guys ever, like, been hurt or, you know, been taken out for any you know, some kind of injury? I know Lydia, she's had some problems with concussions. Am yeah. I correct? A lot of people wouldn't think that cheer is too dangerous of a sport, but whenever we do different stunts, it's really dangerous. Mm-hmm. I got two concussions my freshman year, and they were pretty hard to get over. 
Yeah. But it just taught us how to be better at stunning, better at basing people, and yeah. Well, tell me more. I mean, like, like what exactly happened? Oh, my freshman year, we were trying a whole bunch of different new stunts. Most people didn't know how to do them, and it was just trying to experiment with different things we could try to do. And we didn't really understand how to do some of the stunts, but we've learned from that. Mm-hmm. And now it's pretty solid. And you're okay now? Yeah. Haven't, haven't, hasn't happened since? Pretty good. <laughs> okay. You know, like, for example, just saying, like, when I was in the Little League, for example, when I was playing baseball, uh, I got hit I got hit in the nose, like, uh, off a bat mm-hmm. with the baseball. And, uh, you know, I, actually, I bent my nose to my cheek. For, and, you know, it, t- it takes me a while to, like, get back the mindset of coming back and playing after something like that. But, you know, once, you, once you've had an injury – and you can bounce back. I feel like you can bounce back from a lot of things. And like this past Friday, like I dislocated my finger during the game. Yeah. And you know, I just put it back in place and just kept playing because I knew like the team had to have like you know, they had to have me and I had to give my best so the team could win. You know, you, you know, Jacob the same thing through his injuries and he's had some too. Yeah, Jacob. Yeah. So like uh, actually, my sophomore year at uh, baseball, it was the the week before sectionals. And we were just doing some kind of drill or whatever, and I planted it. I went to go turn, and I sprained my ankle really bad. And, like I couldn't, I couldn't get up. I couldn't walk, so I had to, they had to drive me to the doctor. And but there was a week before game time, and just like I, I feel like it kind of goes back to being competitive. Like me, like the competitive spirit in me wanted to like ice it and just keep it elevated all the time, so we could get better as quick as possible, so I could get back on the field and like play for my teammates that next week. And I ended up, I ended up being ready, and I ended up uh, still starting for the sectional game. And it's like. You just have to like, want to get better and want to be better for your team because you have to realize that injuries are going to happen. So if you get hurt, you can't be down on yourself and like say, oh, I'm, I'm going to be bad or I'm going to do this or whatever. Like You have to be able to move on from it and keep playing. Yeah, and right now uh, what what people are talking about uh, nationally is is the ethical side of that. I mean, you're saying like, you know, football, football is a dangerous sport. I mean, people do get hurt. Yeah, this is kind of what happens. But people are arguing if it's ethical to have that in uh, – in high in high school elementary and middle school uh as well if you know it has an adverse effect on the on the students over a long period of time because they look at people with like they get concussions and then you know they have you know stuff down the down the road yeah yeah like uh and what do you think about that yeah you know uh there's been some rules put in place you know you go to your doctor and they've been talking about like concussions and stuff like if you have certain amount of concussions you can't play your like your sports anymore or, you know, if you get injured too bad, they're going to hold you out and they're gonna not going to let you go back and play. And I feel, you know, it's it's kind of like the student's choice. Like, they, they know the risk of playing, obviously, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, what happens, happens. It, it's football. Like, yes, it's, it's a dangerous sport in certain ways, but at the same time, it's, you know, it's like the best team sport you could possibly have. And, uh, you know, it, like, like in life, you're going to grow up and maybe you have a job that's possibly dangerous, you know. You have to do certain things, like construction, for example. You could get hurt every day, or just something like that in general. Mm-hmm. And does the same thing apply to cheerleading? Like, is there any kind of controversy over, you know, I mean, like you with your concussions? Is there for me, after I got my two concussions, the doctor told me that I really needed to take a step back, and it was hard not being able to cheer for a little while. But I understood the risks, and cheer is like one of my passions, mm-hmm. so I think it was worth coming back. Mm-hmm. So it's more of like a, like like you're you you know the risk, but you're playing for the love the love of the game, yeah. And also like, you know the stuff that it gives you it yeah. outweighs. Yeah, especially we have a kid on our team right now who has actually a broken elbow, Brady Anderson, and you know 
Jib and I've been talking to him and trying to like, you know, tell him, yeah, you got to be careful. We want you to play, but you just got to be smart about what you do. And, you know, he broke his elbow last week during the North Central game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's, he's playing tonight actually against Fountain Central. And he has a big cast on and stuff. But, you know, he like that just goes to show how much passion's involved mm-hmm. with the sport of yeah. football. Yeah, yeah. How's he playing with the moving? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen him in the hall. You know, he got yeah. a little cast on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, you know, being a lineman and trying to use a big old cast, you know, is like it has its advantages and disadvantages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. And so you do, th- you do think that it, that it's worth it, despite the, you know, the risks, which you you understand that that doing stuff done like this, which provides such a benefit for you guys, you think it's, you think it's worth it? Yeah, I feel like, I well, for it. me, I mean, there's obvious, re- I mean, playing football, like, there's so many things that could happen, like terrible injuries and stuff like that. But me playing football and being busy, like at practice and at games and stuff, is keeping me away from doing other dumb stuff. Like sure. if I was, I don't know, like. Say if I had like was like riding a bunch of foils or whatever. I mean, you could just do accidents. Like accidents happen. I mean, you could trip down the stairs and get a concussion or break your arm or whatever. It's like, like I mean, just freak accidents happen regardless whether you're playing sports or not. So I feel like if you get hurt working towards something, it would be more worth it than to just get hurt randomly like for nothing. Yeah, yeah. And and are you keeping that philosophy as you move forward? I mean, you're going to Rose. Um, are you are you thinking like? Like what? What would take priority? Like priority, your education? Or well, I mean, education I mean, for me is always going to be sure, like priority. sure, sure. But like, if you got if you got injured, like something happened, would would you have to like would you consider like shifting away from sports to go into to to focus solely on academics? You know, uh, something else happened. For me, I would still. I mean, I would continue to try to like rehab and get back with the team, just because like, it would keep me like it would keep me on a steady track and keeping my education. Because a lot of times, like. Say if I did get hurt in football and I dropped out of it, then like I wouldn't really have that family. Like I, they would still be my friends, but I wouldn't be as like close to them as I would have been if I was still on the team. And so I could maybe fall away and kind of drift away and just kind of lose motivation. But as long as I like being a part of the team, just keeps you motivated to do better. So whether I'm hurt or not, they're still going to be supporting me. And that's a personal choice too. Yeah. And is is that does that echo the same like sentiments of like say your like your parents? Like I mean, I know I know you know some athletes or some people that want to compete and want to be in sports. Um, their parents are just like, no way. This is like you're gonna yeah. beat yourself up over it. Yeah, know? we have a we actually had a kid like that, Ethan Helton. You know, his parents for the longest time wouldn't let him come out and play football because you know obvious for the obvious you know risk factors getting hurt for basketball and uh, track and baseball at the time. And uh, you know, it took his parents some convincing, but you know, Ethan's came out this year. You know, he uh, he made all conference as a wide receiver, and you know he's accomplished many things with us. And I feel like if you can t- you can ask him yourself, you know he's he's absolutely loving football. And, and he says even though like you know the risk factors are there, he's still enjoying every single moment he has. Yeah, yeah. And Lydia, like two concussions in one year. What what your parents say about that? Uh, my mom did not want me to come back for cheer my senior year. She was totally against it completely. She was super scared about me getting another concussion, and she talked to my coach about it a lot. My dad and my mom talked about it a lot with me, and they both told me that they know that the risks are there, but they wanted me to do what I wanted to do. Yeah, good. I mean, it's ultimately, it's your choice. Yeah. That's yeah. And you, yeah. What about what about sports sports programs going into the future? Like, you think they're here to stay? It's kind of an institutionalized thing. It's a cultural thing, you know. Um, what do you think sports are going to do in the future? You know, or whatever. I feel like the kids that could have been a part of that are almost missing out. Like I know, I mean, it's ultimately ultimately your choice to play sports or not. 
but the kids that would have wanted to or they grew up watching sports but were like weren't able to to join teams like that or just kind of missing out and I feel like uh people should be you know they should have that opportunity to do whatever they want whether it's play sports or not but either way the opportunity is there and it should always be there and that's the thing with all these sports programs I think they're gonna keep developing like overall and through high schools and hopefully you know you know, some high schools are going to drop sports, obviously, like you've heard about. I think it was Rockville. Am I correct, J-Dub? I think so, yeah. Yeah, Rockville, you know, they lost their football team this year. They're not having football next year. But, you know, these other schools keep getting better, keep developing, you know, getting nicer equipment. You know, like us right now, you know, we're, we're a developing program. We've been like that since for all, you know, all the years we've been here. And we just keep developing into a better program. So hopefully we can keep, you know, that motto going down the line. Sounds good. For cheerleading this year, we have one of the biggest squads that Eastern has had for basketball cheerleading, so I think that it's been growing more and more. Yeah. And you think that'll stay? I hope so. Yeah. All right, guys, thanks for coming in. Thank you. It's been an extremely great uh, you know, opportunity to talk to you guys and get your get your side of things about sports in general, cheerleading, basketball. <laughs> After my interview with the students, I had the opportunity to talk to some of the coaches to get their input on sports programs at Eastern Michigan School, including what they thought about injuries and what they thought about students, student funding, and the future of the sports programs here at Eastern, the benefits and drawbacks. Today, I've gathered three of Eastern Green High School's coaches to talk about sports programs. I have uh, Coach Angie Inman, Coach John Neal, and Coach Joey Paradine here, uh, the cheer, basketball, and football coaches, respectively. Can we have some background information about what you do here at Eastern uh, in your own words? Okay. Um, I work at Crane full-time on my regular job, but I am the high school cheer coach, and this is my second football season, and it will be my third basketball season. Nice. nice. Uh, this is my first year over here at the high school as dean of students. Uh, spent the last five years as a seventh-grade science teacher. I um, also have been helping out as a, kind of an assistant athletic director over the last few years, um, helping Coach Perrin out as we kind of split some of the duties with that. Uh, this is my second full year as the athletic director. Um, I originally hired in four years ago, I guess, as the seventh grade uh, social studies teacher. Uh, this is my fourth season coaching football. Um, but athletic director, I also teach uh, two advanced PE classes. Basically, it's just a weight training class for any athlete or non-athlete. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. so. Yeah, but you would say um, the majority of your time here at Eastern is dedicated towards coaching the kids um, for w for the various activities that they participate in. I mean, well, you yep. well you're the you're the dean as well, taking over from uh, Mr. Eichel last year, uh, Mr. Neal. But you yeah, I mean, dean obviously takes up a lot of time during the school day, but you know, I think all of us could say we spend a, a ton of hours here outside of the school day getting ready for the other sports or coaching our own teams mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and how have um how's your experience here at eastern ben um uh, uh positive i mean i know mr paradine um football program has done exponentially better mm -hmm. uh, every year that you've been here but how has you have your personal experiences here um at eastern ben you know, obviously, Coach Neal's been here longer than I have, and Coach Inman's been uh, in and around this community, so I'm kind of the, the uh, new person here. You know, when I came in and took this job, um, Coach Neal was one of the first person, uh, people that I met. Obviously, was 
looking out for uh, you know the betterment of his own basketball program, but then uh, just the programs in general by uh, you know just making sure that we were going to have somebody that's going to come in and try to promote all sports and and uh, not just focus on football and. Um, you know, I think uh, when he and I, you know, talked originally and, and, he, and uh, you know, thereafter, uh, he's helped me tremendously with my own football program, and, and uh, hopefully he can say the same about me. Uh, you know, we kind of promote each other's programs. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, a lot of people know Caleb Hamilton's probably one of our better football players, and he probably wouldn't be playing if it wasn't for Coach Neal. So, uh, and I can say that about a lot of our coaches. You know, as I've taken over as athletic director, um, I think that was one of the big things that I've been trying to push is just promoting all of our kids and all of our athletes. You know, uh, now it doesn't matter the size of your school, but being a smaller school, uh, you think you need all of your athletes to, to play all the sports that they can. And so I think uh, that's the one good thing that we have here. Um, you know, obviously, Coach Inman uh, cheers for both football and basketball uh, seasons. Um, and so uh, I think, you know, if anything, I, I feel like uh, hopefully we have a, a tight knit of group of coaches and, and everybody feels supported here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I just want to reiterate on what Coach Perrin was talking about. You know, I, I was in a different situation than he was coaching wise, where I got to take over a, a basketball program that has had success for a number of years. Uh, Coach Perrin's done a great job of of building this football program up to to have the success that they are having right now. Uh, but, you know, the big thing that that we really wanted to do was to help promote all of our athletes, not just basketball, not just football. You know, we want all of our programs to be successful, and I think that's a great thing for the school as a whole when, when athletic programs are successful. The coaches definitely work together because I have cheerleaders that run cross country. I have cheerleaders that run track. I have cheerleaders that play girls basketball and – we are for sure work together that, you know, to, for rescheduling practices like after they've already done um, like their after school practices and things like that and just working together. And I also have a son who's now in high school and I know that these two guys work together. He plays basketball and football also to make sure that the, that they can do both. Mm -hmm. And, you know, th they're very good at that. So there's definitely uh, – would you say it's because of um, the smaller school vibe that um, the coaches are really – uh, connected and like definitely there's a sense of working together and um, in the students as well because mm -hmm. they have to uh, because students do multiple sports and they do they're all working together in one big athletics program. Yeah absolutely and I think it goes outside of our sports program you know obviously you know you have performing arts here uh, you know I have a couple of football players that, that participate in the band um, you know I've had a couple kids that march at halftime of our games and so you know, we do the best that we can. You know, summertime is usually the toughest of all. Uh, you got kids working, kids trying to play sports, and, and kids training for all their different sports. So, uh, you know, Coach Neal and, and myself and then all the other coaches, you know, we do a, a good job of trying to get each other our schedules uh, so that the way that kids know in advance, you know, hey, I need to be here on these dates and uh, just trying to make sure that we don't overlap too much if, if you know, we try to limit it at all possibilities. So, um you know, I think it's just a, a big thing is, is just trying to have communication. Mm -hmm. And is that, does that cause problems, uh, the fact that, you, that um, these sports and, and what you guys do is so uh, time-intensive and work-intensive that you have, um, you know, people going for uh, several hours after school, uh, especially in a, in a peak part of the season, right, this where we're actually transitioning from, like, football into basketball and stuff like that. Is that, is that hard to, um, to do, to have that kind of um, – you know, high intent, high density uh, schedule for both you and for, and for the students. 
I wouldn't say it's hard to do. I mean, the, it just requires great communication between the coaches. And, and the other huge thing that it requires is, is a high level of commitment from the athletes. And, you know, we've been blessed to have both of those things. We All of our coaches, I feel like, have done a very good job communicating with each other. Um, you know, we talk about going from football to basketball. Coach Parrott and I have to communicate that way. Um, at the same time, I've got to work closely with Coach Burris with the girls' basketball team, figuring out our practice times. Um, our, our coaches just do a great job of, of communicating and working well with each other. And, you know, again, I want to reiterate that, that we have some great students and great student-athletes that are very committed to whatever they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so what do you think um, the major benefits of sports programs are? What do you think the, the big things are that the kids draw out of programs like this? Um, Coach Amen? Um, they make long-lasting friendships that way. Um, when you become involved in, you know, your school and doing extracurricular activities, you also um, kind of stand out and other kids look up to you maybe. And athletes should always be held to a higher standard, um, I believe, because they are representing their school. They're wearing the logo on their shirts and, and that, that kind of thing every day. So um, you want them to make sure that they are being the best that they are and I can tell you with girls that's really hard a lot because a lot of them are headstrong and um, there can be little squabbles and things mm-hmm. like that. But um, we have really good kids here at Eastern and I've had really good girls come through uh, my program and I think it just helps with, you know, friendships and, and things like and that. So it builds character yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, it definitely builds character. And, you know, we talk a lot with our basketball program. I know with that we do and I know the other sports programs do as well, but there's just so many life lessons that kids learn. Like, I know, you know, the three of us, we probably wouldn't be where we are today if it weren't for sports in our lives. Uh, I mean, we, we learned so many things, time management, being able to work on a team, leadership qualities that we may have through those athletics that we were able to be a part of. Yeah, I mean, I just kind of piggyback both of what both of those guys said. Uh, you know, I think it uh, the main thing is is it teaches you accountability towards uh, others and, uh, you know, uh, I think all of our programs uh, promote uh, the family. Uh, you know, this is one big family. Uh, that's one thing we really talk about uh, in the football program. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, within our families, um, you know, this, this school has become an extended family, you know. So uh, we spend a lot of time together uh, in and around each other. So, you know, knowing that you can rely on uh, one another and, and uh, be held accountable mm-hmm. uh, to those other people people teach you a lot of life lessons moving forward so just kind of piggyback off what they said is, cool you know yeah so so the, the character building and what it provides to you mentally is one of the biggest aspects of it and what is and what do the sports programs do for you what do you what do you take out of them um besides just you know it's a it's a fun thing to do because it's more than that yeah i think uh you know for me personally i I don't think anybody gets into this this profession uh, for the money or you know any uh, you know any type of pat on the back or anything like that. I think more than anything, you know, deep down, all the coaches uh, like to work with young people, like to see them succeed. You know, that's where our reward comes into play. Um, you know, trying to teach them you know life lessons that we talked about, and um, that's the biggest thing for me is just uh, you know trying to help grow these kids and and. Uh, turn them into uh, what will be leaders of uh, of our future. Mm-hmm. Is there any way to use like the uh, the, the sports uh, area and sports in general to uh, further um, kids' lives specifically towards that? Like, um, y- you know, do you hope to send 
uh, you know, one or two kids off in to, to potentially play, um, you know, either in college or professionally? Is And is that a part of it? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, just, just kind of real quick, I, I mean – you love to see kids that are able to continue their career after high school and, and play into college. Honestly, it doesn't happen. Uh, you know, a lot of parents, I think, all it's think that minuscule. That, yeah, everybody thinks that their kid's going to be a, a division one, two, or three athlete and continue on playing. Uh, that the unfortunate reality is, is it, it doesn't happen that often. But uh, you know, when we have certain kids that are able to do that, I know Coach Neal's had a couple kids go on to play college basketball. You know, usually it's at the lower levels. Uh, we're not sending many kids to IU or Purdue or anything sure. like that. So, um, you know, I think the the biggest thing, like I said, is just teaching them, um, you know, how to be a, a better person in the society and, and hopefully take those life lessons forward with their families. Because mm-hmm. uh, ultimately that's, you know, uh, where they're going to get into is, is uh, real life situations with their families and, and job aspects and everything else. So, um, you know, to sit here and say that we're, you know, trying to uh, just uh, dish out Division One or two or three athletes here at Eastern, so it's probably uh, not the case. But, uh, you know, when we do have those kids, it's a great opportunity for them. And, you know, I know myself and Coach Neal, we both played college sports, uh, you know, and we played at the lower levels, and it's, it's a tough thing to do. So, I mean, when you're trying to prepare them for those things, uh, you just hope that they take those lessons forward with them because uh, it, it's it's definitely a tough task once you leave here and, and uh, try to start playing college sports and trying to, you know, get your degree. Mm-hmm. And do you, do you hope to provide, um, you know, yeah, there's some, there's some uh, you know, students here that are, uh, pretty good and that uh, you know they've actually been uh you know they've gotten colleges looking at them and you know pr- providing for them to go to their college mm-hmm. and do you think that's um maybe an even bigger benefit of that is that they can further their education and what they want to do after um after school um you know through playing these sports and through using that to their advantage and going along with what coach was talking about there you know a lot of our kids that may not end up at a division one or division two you know, even if they end up at a Division three, you know, they're not getting academic money for that division. NCAA Division three is just not able to give academic money, but they're able to, you know, kind of get that foot in the door at some of those schools, whether it may be somewhere that they may not be able to get into if it wasn't for those other activities. Uh, and, and the other big thing with it is when they get there, you know, they've already got a close-knit group of guys that they're going to be part of, kind of that family that Coach Perrin was talking about, where – Somebody that goes off to a college that may not be playing a sport, sometimes that's a tough transition because, you know, it may be your first time going off on your own. And, and having that family there that's going to help look out for you is just a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So overwhelmingly you would say that um, sports are an extremely important part of, you know, of an, athlete, of an athlete's life if they choose to take on that this mantle of, like, responsibility and – uh, a t- a being part of a team. Yeah, that's absolutely my belief. Uh, yeah, I think I think well, I mean, you, all of our beliefs. Yeah, and you wouldn't you know. be coaching yeah. if you didn't. Think absolutely. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, so let's take it the other way. Um, what are some drawbacks of sports? What are some problems that maybe you guys see in the system with with sports? Um, sports are very time consuming, so you have to make sure that um, you can use your time well because you also have to make sure that you're keeping your grades up so that you know you are able to play and um you know some kids do have jobs and some of them you know do have to work you know to buy their gas and and do things like that um so you got to make sure that you you can balance that 
um, and make sure that you've got your, you know, your studies down and, and still be able to, you know, practice and all that. Mm -hmm. Well, is that actually an incentive for athletes to, to do better in class because Oh, absolutely. Because, you know. yeah, they're, they're, like I said before, you know, they're kind of held to a higher standard and y you do need to have your grades and um, things like that. And I, I, as a parent myself, you know, I expect my children to, to keep their grades up, whether they're playing sports or not playing sports, you know. So, um, yeah. Yeah. It is very time consuming. And, you know, another thing, everything's getting more expensive these days, um, whether it just be the cost of equipment or, you know, when you get into high school and and you're playing these sports, you know, I, I know I get emails almost weekly um, about this exposure camp and that exposure camp that everybody's out there trying to, to reach for that money. And, you know, if you're if you're not educated on some of that stuff, then, you know, you and you can end up wasting some money on some things that may not even be beneficial. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, just kind of to go along with that. Um, you know, and, and everybody, the unfortunate uh, part of it is, is every parent thinks that their kid's going to be the next great, you know, athlete. And, and so you have a lot of parents that are going to spend time and effort and energy. And so, you know, some of the negatives can be, you know, parents, uh, you know, may push their kids too hard or, um, you know, may push them away from certain things. But, uh, you know, I, I think for the most part, uh, the benefits definitely outweigh the negatives when it comes to athletics and and. and um, you know, I think all of us here sitting at the table uh, agree that, um, you know, a school without athletics or, you know, any type of extracurricular program, um, I, don't, I don't think you would have this, the same type of um, kids graduating from here if you didn't. You know, it just teaches so many uh, great things and life so lessons. many great life lessons that, that, that you just can't get within a classroom. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of people that um, are smart in a classroom, but then when you get them outside in a, you know, social setting or, you know, learning to try to uh, coexist and operate with other people, uh, sometimes it doesn't always work that way. So, you know, I think there's so many things that can be, um, you know, promoted within our programs. Yeah, yeah. And what would you have to say about, well, I mean, well, frankly put, you know, I mean, everybody wants to, to, to make sporting like a safe environment and protected environment, but, you know, stuff like uh, football, basketball, cheerleading, there's a, an, an element of danger involved. You know, people do get hurt. Mm -hmm. Like I was talking to um, Lydia earlier and she, she told me about, um, you know, how she got two concussions mm -hmm. in one year about that. And so how does that affect um, uh, the sporting environment, you know? Um, there's a lot of controversy now, uh, you know, well, in professional ball, you know, about uh, concussions in, in football. And what do you have to say about that? I mean, is that... Well, I mean, I think there's always concern uh, with injury and everything else. But, uh, you know, I think um, there's, there's going to be concern with, with anything that in life. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think the great thing about uh, where we're at in our society today is is these things are being brought forth and whether it's negative light on football or sports in general um, at least the situations being brought to light and a lot of people are doing uh, you know a lot of important studies on these types of things uh, mm -hmm. we're learning a lot more about our athletes I would definitely say that um, uh, the sports world we play in now has definitely come a long way from probably when coach Neal and myself played you know I can sit here and tell you stories that you know, back in the day, whenever you have a concussion, 
you know, it was just, okay, we'll shake it off and you, and you can get anyways. back in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, you know, there's a protocol there. I mean, there's so many rules and things now that kids have to go through. Uh, so I think, I mean, I definitely say that our uh, sports world is a much safer uh, environment today than it was probably just even 10 years ago. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I think um, as long as uh, the coaches, um, you know, work along with the athletic trainers um, and make sure kids are uh, following protocol and, and making sure that they're being checked up by the trainer and all that stuff. Um, you know, I, I think uh, we can safely say that we're not going to put a kid in harm's way and, and, and they're going to be uh, well taken care of within our programs. Yeah. And, and with injuries, that's that's one of the biggest reasons that I know that Coach Perry and I have had this conversation a number of times that we're huge proponents of multi-sport athletes. Mm-hmm. When you have a kid who tries to specialize in one sport, they're only developing one muscle group and playing those other sports helps develop different muscle groups. When you have those stronger muscle groups, then you're, you're going to be less likely to get hurt. It's not going to completely prevent any injury, but you know, an ACL, you may not tear that ACL as easily. Um, if you're playing multiple sports where if you're just playing basketball all the time, you're not going to be as stable. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think, um, I mean, there's, there's been a lot of like, uh, you know, studies of these, you know, long-term football players sustaining, you know, several like concussions, head injuries over the course of their careers. And now they're, you know, their bodies are like a shot during their retirement, which is, you know, becoming younger and younger, you know, because you only have this certain, uh, you know, number of years where you're at your peak performance. Um, is it ethical for, uh, for schools to kind of, to promote this kind of, um, kids possibly putting themselves in harm's way just for just for sports well I'm not the football guy here but uh you know I I think those are the the people that they're looking at in those studies are that's a completely different time that's kind of what he was going back to even before when we were playing then Uh you know I mean you go back even before then the, the equipment was not near to the level that it is now um the knowledge that they had about these things isn't isn't what we have now so there's a lot more safeguards in place to prevent things like that from happening and and when we're talking about at the high school level it's not it's it's much different than it is at at a high major division one level and at the college level uh, where where they're really seeing those things and I mean the other thing I'll say about some of those studies uh, I know one of them in particular that tried to show like 97 percent of the athletes that that had the their brains looked at that was not a very scientific study because all of those knew that they had some type of memory issue so they chose to donate their brain to that study that's not a scientific study because it's not a random sample there so there's still a lot of knowledge that we don't have about all of this but but we're improving in that area all the time yeah yeah and and regardless i mean you know that there is that you know small implied risk of that athletes know about you know and and at some point, is it it's their choice, uh, yep. correct? I mean, yep. yep, he covered it. Like I said, you know, a lot of those studies, you just got to be careful what you read. You know, uh, the media is always putting stuff out there and, and everything else. But, uh, you know, a lot of the studies, um, you know, are only focusing on professional athletes, D1 athletes. Um, the collisions and the, the types of things that you're getting on those levels are <laughs> – drastically different than what you're getting at the high school level so because there's more exposure yeah I mean so I mean it's uh, like I said I mean there's a risk in anything you do in life and I think you know um, 
uh, to me, uh, again, I'll just kind of reiterate the, the rewards of athletics and programs are, uh, you know, far and away, uh, you know, uh, they're just more um, beneficial than, than the negatives, I think, in athletics. Mm-hmm. And if you have anything to, to add to that, I mean, because oh, I think um, – something that's not shed a lot of light on well and i have i i have had multiple cheerleaders that have i've had a few that have had concussions um victoria's um shoulders out of socket right at the moment um from from tumbling accident and um it takes very little for something for something like that to happen but you know we we've dropped girls and um you know things have happened but you just try to be as safe as you can be and um you make sure that you know that there are people there like when we're trying a new stunt or um we're getting ready to throw somebody that there's multiple people around there so that we can make sure that we do have it down before we just like go full out and 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 do that sort of thing which is why we use the mats and things like that too but um same thing with all the other one you know I mean it's it's very important to be as safe as you can but I think you know nowadays that like there are studies and things are a whole lot more safer and you know we go through um and watch videos and things like that to make sure that we can keep the kids as safe as, and we learn, we learn as much as we can learn so that we can make sure that those kids are safe too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really ultimately up to the kids as far as what they, you know, being safe and being accountable and being responsible for themselves. Isn't right. It? And I mean, athletes have, to, they have to be, you know, um, responsible themselves. Well, I think, you, and the other thing is, is, you know, as a coach, you know, we do try to do a good job of educating the parents uh, on things uh, on, you know, like I said, you've got a lot of negativity out there in the media and things like that. But, um, you know, uh, w- when you communicate with the parents and you let them know, um, you know, things that you're doing within your program to keep their kids safe, I mean, that's ultimately what you're trying to do is just let, you know, reassure the parents that they're in good hands and mm-hmm. that uh, they will be well taken care of. And and has that ever happened when, uh, you know, parents have pulled uh, kids from to being a sport that they want to do um, simply because of, the risk factor involved? Uh, I think there's, I mean, it's happening in today's society. I've not ever had it personally happen. Uh, you know, I've had people tell me that they won't let their kids play football because of the potential inherent risk. But, you know, it's, again, uh, you know, uh, it's just, uh, I think you got to, a lot of parents have to see it and then let their kids go through it in order to actually, you know, see, um, you know, what kind of risk is involved. And, and I, you know, I'm, like I said, they, we've taken so many precautions, and not just from uh, the national level, but from the local level. You know, the IHSAA, which is the Indiana High School Athletic Association, you know, they've stepped in and worked with the, uh, you know, our, our football uh, coaches union. And, uh, you know, we, we limit the number of contact practices these days. You know, heck, I, I'm going to be honest with you, in the last five, six weeks, we've all, uh, no, three of the five days that we practice, uh, three of the four days that we practice, we're in helmets only. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're not even, you know, we're not even taking to each other to the ground or even hitting. Yeah. So, you know. I'm, I, I'm glad the state doesn't mandate how much I can practice. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a, it's just, uh, you know, things. And that's what I'm saying. You know, we as the coaches develop. Uh, we learn new ways of doing things and, and doing things to try to protect the kids and the athletes. And, and so, you know, all you can do is, is try to stay as educated as you can on it and just try to um, assure the parents that, uh, you know, we have the kids' best interest at heart, and we're not just throwing kids out there to try to win ball games at every cost. And yeah. and, uh, and and like you said, then it, it goes into the students' ultimate decision. You know, they're going to be faced with tough decisions in their life, um, and uh, at some point, you know, mom and dad aren't going to be able to uh, make decisions for them. So, 
Uh, you just hope that uh, they have the information and, and make the best decisions for themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And where do you think uh, sports programs are going in the future? I mean, because there, I mean, there is this stuff in the in the media nowadays, and uh, in, in, you know whether or not that gets to any kind of thing being imposed on schools about sports. Where do where do you think sports programs and cheer programs are, are headed in the future? Uh, uh, it's tough. I mean, I. I <laughs> I mean, I hope <clears> – <throat> I don't think they'll ever go away, obviously, but I, I think it is becoming a lot tougher with uh, the competition outside of school sports. You know, you've got a lot of travel teams nowadays. Uh, a lot of people are doing outside of the stuff outside of school. Uh, and, you know, the unfortunate part of that is, is you know, most of, the, most of those things are just money-grabbing types of deals. Um, and, you know, we talk about sharing athletes within the school. Well, we don't even just have to share athletes within the school. We have to share with programs outside of school. You got travel ball teams. You've got, uh, you know, and even I know Coach Inman deals with this with her cheerleaders. You know, they they have cheer, travel cheerleading. Mm -hmm. So every sport now has, uh, you know, something that's uh, trying to promote uh, other uh, their sport outside of the high school. Uh, and so uh, it's it's tough. It's tough to deal with all those things to try to keep those kids. Um, you know, injury free and from specializing in certain things and, and uh, trying not to fall in, you know, certain traps of, uh, you know, thinking, well, these people told me that I can go and play on this team and, you know, and everything else. And, and a lot of times it's just they're not looking out for the best interest of the kid. They're just trying to get some uh, some money out of the situation. So we'll tell you, you can play anywhere for a thousand dollars. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, you know, I, I think that's a, that's a big thing that we're uh, fighting right now and struggling with. I think that's probably a, a bigger issue at hand than than uh, injury concerns or concussions, honestly, at the high school level is just, uh, you know, just trying to. Uh, keep students from being burnt out and from uh, com you know and, and having to compete with the other all the other outside uh, sports programs. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that kind of hits the nail on the head with what mm -hmm. I, what I kind of mentioned earlier about yeah. the cost of things and uh, just making sure that our athletes are understanding what is the what what is the best thing for them um you know that's what we're we are always looking out for here when we work with them at the school and that doesn't happen sometimes outside of school mm -hmm. um, yeah yeah and and i mean going along with the future future um uh theme is there anything that you that you guys in particular want to focus on going into the future with your uh careers as coaches here at Eastford? I mean, I, I think all of us could say we just want to continue to build the, our programs to be the best that they can be better and, and better. keep getting better and better and, and keep working to help, you know, be part of the all of our student-athletes' journey to be better people as they grow into adults. Yeah. yeah, the first season that I was here, I think I had I think I think had 11 girls, and I have 18 cheerleaders this season. So um, I think that – cheer is becoming um you know a more popular thing again i did there was a whole lot of them that had went to do the competitive cheer and then weren't doing you know high school cheer anymore and um i have a i have a couple of them that are that are now doing both again and i've i've gotten some more girls and there's a lot of talent there um i've had uh, multiple girls go all american that have went to disney world a couple of them have went over um to europe for the all american cheer there um over christmas break and so um, I just, I'm really proud of them and, and my girls do, they work hard and, um, you know, there's, there is a lot of talent there and, and some of them, like I said, you know, they do multiple sports too. So, um, it's just, it's, it's neat for everybody to. 
be able to work together. Yeah, there's a lot of pride. And is there any, you guys want to tell me like your, personally, like your biggest achievement to you that you've done, uh, you know, as a coach? Uh, for me personally, um, I think, you know, uh, I don't know that there's any one personal goal for me. I think the biggest thing that I want to do as a coach and as an athletic director um, is just to con- continue to grow the involvement in all of our sports and look to see that all of our sports programs are successful. And that doesn't necessarily always come in terms of wins, uh, terms of wins and losses. You know, I, you know, ultimately, you know, I, I think the biggest thing is is just seeing, uh, making sure that all of our programs um, stay afloat. You know, because we do have certain programs that 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 uh, struggle with numbers. So you know, we look to try to grow those, try to grow our youth feeder programs, keep students involved, keep students uh, out of trouble. Um, and I think you know that's the biggest thing that I that I look for as an athletic director and as a coach is just to try to uh, continue to to grow all of our sports here and and uh, you know and hope that uh, you know we we're able to graduate great kids from these programs. Yeah. Kind of going along with that of graduating great kids, that's one of the things that, that that makes me feel the proudest is having conversations with kids two and three and four years after they graduate and seeing the great adults that they are turning into and those kids that, you know, are coming back to, to just watch practice and just to be around it and those kids that are, are missing it. And you hate that kids miss it, but, you know, you know that that means that, that it was a great experience for them while they were doing it. And they're applying the lessons that they learned into whatever profession they go into. Absolutely. Yeah, it's the best feeling to be at a game and have one of the kids that played for you or, you know, participated come up and be like, hey, you know, I'm here to watch and and that thing. And I still get messages from girls that, you know, are at college and stuff, and they'll just be like, this is so hard. Or, you know, they just need somebody to, like, you know, give them that little pep talk and stuff. And it's neat that they still want that person to be you that, you know, because – you kind of think when they go off and they graduate, oh, they're going to forget about you, but they don't. They they remember you, and I still have a coach, you know, from high school that made a huge p- impact on me, you know, whenever whenever I was there, and teachers and things like that. So they do remember you. Mm-hmm. All right. Guys, thanks so much for coming in. This has been a really eye-opening interview. I appreciate uh, that you all made time in your busy schedules to help set this up. Thanks. Yeah. You guys appreciate you having us. Yep. yep. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Thundercast. We would like to thank Bloombank for their help in making this podcast possible. Also, please tune in for our next episode coming soon. If you have any suggestions or comments, please email us at thundercast at egreen.k12.in.us. You can subscribe to hear every episode of Thundercast on iTunes and Google Play. All content of this podcast is property of Eastern Green School Corporation may not be used without express written permission. All rights reserved. Thank you very much for listening.